0: 100%, man. And that's why the word govern, mente, should be looked upon for what it truly is. Govern is to manage and control, and mente is might. Right? So when we step back and we look at this idea of authority, the most dangerous superstition is our belief in authority, our subjugation to somebody else's authority instead of being the author's of our own lives.
1: Your Steak is an adult podcast for those aged 25 years and older. Scientists and doctors tell me that that's the age that your frontal cortex is finally fully formed, whatever that means. Supposedly that's when your brain has finished cooking. I- I'm not recommending anything in here, and I certainly don't accuse anybody of anything. This is all work of fiction, fantasy, and entertainment. Enjoy.
0: Better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war.
1: Maverick Matthews Pepper for your steak. Growing food, being a warrior in the garden. I have an awesome quote there from Joe Rogan. This interview is with Jim Gales from Food Forest Abundance. Um, If you want to find him online, go do that. What he does is he shows people how to plant gardens. And large gardens, small gardens. Everything down to a closet. If you want to get started, you can be growing microgreens in your house. In the winter. Man, my stomach. Did you hear that? It's like a bullfrog. Gardens. Make a garden and fill it with food. One of the things that fascinates me, and I don't know if we talk about this in here or not, is whether or not... Like, wh- where did yards come from? Because in Europe, they look at Americans and they go, Why don't you guys have each have gardens? You guys have all this abundance, and you could easily be doing it, but you put your energy elsewhere. You know, elsewhere. And I am making the transition to actually attempt to take gardening seriously, probably for the first time in my life. And it is intimidating. And Jim is inspiring. And uh, we come from different ends of the spectrum, so it's interesting when we end up hitting it on the same page. And, you know, I was super baked during this interview. And by the way, before I get too far into that, uh, I want to say thank you to Sam Tripoli. I poached this interview from Sam. Uh, in other words, he was a guest on a show of a friend of mine. I was on Sam's show right before this guy. Jim made himself very available. I took advantage of it. And I just want to say thank you to both of them. I think maybe we should take a second and hear from Sam. Sam Tripoli is an interesting guy. Um, maybe we'll have a quick quote here from Sam. And he's f- super famous, one of the best in the world, Tin Foil hat is the name of his podcast. Let's check in with Sam. Hey, Sam.
0: Pac-Man is based on the Tibetan Book of the Dead, dude.
1: (laughs) Man, I have such cool friends. Um, I actually do want to play this whole thought that he has because it's actually really cool. But I do want to also make a heartfelt thank you to Sam for letting me poach this guest. So uh, Sam's done a lot for me. And uh, I like having fun. And I do think this is actually a really interesting quote. So check this out.
0: That has to do with, like, your loose jacking, right? And jacking your loose. And I always say that, like, the story, the video game Pac-Man is about the moon. And if you look at what the moon does, it's eating these, these energy dots, right? But what does it do? It chases down ghosts. What are ghosts? Ghosts are spirits. And what happens once it eats the spirit? What happens? It gets the ghost, goes and gets reborn. That is basically the Tibetan Book of the Dead. It's... Pac-Man is based on the Tibetan Book of the Dead, dude. I mean, is that crazy? That's brilliant. Think about
1: that. So, thank you and happy birthday to Sam. Uh, The dude's done a lot for me. I'm super grateful. So... Um, Jim Gale's Food Forest Abundance. But first, some more thoughts
0: and wisdom from old Joe Brogan. Yeah. And in this country, being weak is thought of as a virtue. Yeah. Jordan Peterson has a really interesting way of looking at this. and He said it to me once, and it, it made a lot of sense. He said, people think that you should be weak and you should be docile and then you 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 should be a pacifist he goes no you should be a monster he said you should be a monster you should be ruthlessly ambitious and then learn how to control it Mm. and it's that old expression it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war we thought we had something different here you see See, we live in both a very fragile and precious experiment in democracy and we live in an empire that is experiencing profound decline. Reptilian agenda. Okay, well, let's talk about the reptiles. So you're saying the reptilians... Are luring humans to like Hawaii to vacate to vacation spots. The news there to scare white me. I've said this for years. To live this life, you can't live the life everyone else lives. You're not going to be partying on the weekends. You're going to be performing on the weekends. You're not going to be watching the big uh, game on a Thursday night because you'll be in a club. You have to have that mindset that you don't belong. You don't go to the rhythm of the rest of the world. I summon you demon coron
1: Oh hi 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 I'm Block the array cancel the treatments Pepper for your steak you know just warming up my voice. So Jim, I'd rather you give your own introduction tell us what what you do man all right
0: thank you first of all maverick for having me on your show here and to all your guests and listeners i want to say hi and i'm honored to be speaking with you i know how time is the of the essence and it's so important it's what we have in life, right so thank you for listening i'm going to blow your mind with some facts that uh my goal is to inspire you to take action you know and and this word inspire fire is so relevant to be enthusiastic and to be inspired about life because the control grid the people who are controlling the energy of society right now they use fear as their primary tool of enslavement my job is to not only inspire you but also to give you action steps so you can start becoming free and as a society we can become free for the first time maybe
1: ever maybe are you, you're you obviously an optimist
0: <laughs> yeah you damn right there's no other way to live right I mean I pass, I've tried both and pessimism sucks it, you know that's the that's the world we're living in is people that are going around saying be careful stay safe bullshit I want to have fun I want to have enjoy life I want to be adventurous you know, because we're more than this physical body. We're not just meat suits that go into nothing. We are spirit living in a, a divine situation. And there have always been and there always will be parasites at every level of this divine natural creation that want to suck the blood and the energy of the people from mosquitoes and ticks to the Rothschilds and Rockefellers. It's to become aware and to rise up above that and then to follow... Simple solutions using natural processes to become completely free with our
1: mind, body, and soul. Man, I love the way that you speak, Jim. i got to ask you off the bat here. Um, how did you learn public speaking?
0: Well, I started out in Postmasters. I think I was around, I don't know, 24 or something. And I, I said, you know, I see being on stage as a, as a way to convey my passion for this world and, and for people. And I've never stopped. I love sharing messages that help lift people out of doldrums into
1: an enjoyable life. Yeah, man, it's important to. I mean, this is what I was thinking about earlier. Um, freedom is largely a personal, an individual choice, isn't it? I mean, collectively we can we can hope for world freedom, but you have to start with yourself, right? You have to make choices where you shoulder the burden of your responsibility, right? And and yeah. And that is freedom, right? Go ahead. No, no, that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's freedom. And I would see it in a maybe a different
0: way because if I say the shoulder responsibility, right? Now the ability to respond is a wonderful thing, and the way we say things are the programs that we live our life by. Everything is a program. Every word we utter everything that yes. we watch on TV they're all programmed in our minds so when we start using words and I do have a master's in neurolinguistics so when we start using words that rise us up you know and feel that feeling of vibration Tesla was absolutely right when he said God change the world more in 10 years than the history of the world put together think in terms of
1: energy, frequency and vibration well now there's obviously of course very hermetic principles right? And so we can go super deep with that. But it is all kind of vibration. And when you hear that as a young person and you really don't have any context to put that in, it's just like, yeah, man, you end up getting into reggae music, right? Which is not a bad thing. Uh, I'm from Hawaii. This is a personal reference I'm making. And you're like, here people talking about vibration. And you're like, okay. But when you start getting into the deep, you know, esoteric, hermetic principles about how everything is a kind of vibration, and then you read science to back it up, it's, it's, the most intense science is all around you all the time. And, and and most people just want someone to tell them what is happening in this world. We're so used... We're brought up to think that that's... The, like, what what's natural is that people explain to you the way that you're supposed to cruise through this life. You know? And it, you go out into nature and you watch, like, a bear and a cub and neither one of them is presuming to be given anything. You know? Except for maybe the cub for mama, you know? But... As far as from the environment, it's, uh, it's something they have to sort of earn. And I, I'm in the discipline, personal discipline. I'm into the idea that um, in the forcing yourself to do the task, that discipline is more valuable than whatever task the task itself is because it transfers to all the other things you'll ever try to attempt. hundred percent, man. And
0: that's why the word government it looked upon for what it truly is, govern is a manage and control, and mente is might, right? So when we step back and we look at this idea of authority, the most dangerous superstition is our belief in authority, our subjugation to somebody else's authority instead of being the authors of our own
1: lives. That's right. I mean, who are the authors of their own lives? Right now, it's the privileged, right? We, there's a narrative that it's the privileged. So what is privileged? It's prive, private, lege, law, private law, right? But that means it's private to the individual somehow. And most people make the assumption that that's, oh, it's because they pay, whatever, wealthy. It it could also be just your mindset the entire time. Because I've dabbled with the wolf of law, you know, i I don't remember who said the quote But it was uh, He who goes to law Takes a wolf by the ears uh, It feels that way It's terrifying I went against my will I had been wronged I didn't want to do it I came out on top And, and, and there was no reason For any of that Other than I believe largely the mindset So one of the thing I, w- I want to talk to you about today Is um, Manifesting But I also like the idea Of talking about discipline Because it does take a lot of discipline To create a garden Doesn't it? So sure.
0: I don't, the the word discipline to me, and everybody has a different meaning from every word that's uttered, right? The word God means a radically different thing to every single individual in their own spirit. So um, I like just the word inspired and enthusiastic to be in spirit or enthusiastic. Yeah. And and it's all about vibration. That's great. So it's the opposite for me. It's the opposite of discipline it would have to it would take the discipline to not be in the garden and to not understand the connection with nature and to not love and help and serve because at the bigger so and I'd love to share this with people because this idea of selfishness is so it's such a bullshit scam. There's no other perspective than the perspective of self, right? Everything else is an illusion. It's a hallucination. So when, when we realize at, at the highest level that being selfish and selfishly serving, when it benefits me, it benefits my family, my community, and my world, then that is
1: complete alignment. Yeah, a rising tide floats all boats, you know, so just get the tide up.
0: Completely. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's great, man. Well, I guess I just meant discipline in the sense of like disciple, disciplic succession, um, the idea that you, I, I'm, I'm, in, you know, we're engaged in a kind of disciplic succession right now, where you're teaching me about sustainable gardens, right? Uh, right. Right. And I, I love that. I don't mean to pick on the words, but I'm a word guy, and I do enjoy the, the feeling that I get when I hear a word. Oh no, no, absolutely. I'm t- I'm a total word nerd too, and. uh I've heard you mention a few books, and I sent you one. Uh, obviously, I haven't had a chance to read it, but had you heard of um, that book? By I think it's Dr. Was it James Doty, Doctor James Doty, the neurosurgeon? Yes, yes. You had heard of it. I've heard of it. I haven't read it or dug in, but I have. I think I've had it sent to me a couple times. Well, I, I want to. I haven't shared this with the listeners at all, and so I want to tell people about this book because it's pretty rad. Now I'm into this, you know, we mentioned Manifesting a minute ago and I'm going to let Jim talk about the gardens here, but I passed him a book right away because I thought it would be impactful to him. And he's, you know, I obviously just said he's gotten it a couple times. It's called Into the Magic Shop by Dr. James Doty. It's James, right? I'm pretty sure. I don't have it in front of me. If you Google that much, you will find it. Google that much, you'll find it. But it's about it's it's a neurosurgeon reverse engineering uh um, uh meditative technique he was coincidentally taught in a magic shop as a kid. Uh it's a fascinating story. And it's about creating your future. So would you say that the first component in uh you know, going going into agriculture is to visualize it somehow first?
0: I think visualizing anything that is inspiring is the first component of creating anything beautiful in the future of manifestation in general um and, and i've got a my whole life and everybody's life is a direct reflection of the thoughts and most of the time the thoughts are programmed by somebody else who wants to control your actions and that's when we can break free from those programs and control our own thoughts that's when absolutely into the magic shop. It becomes
1: magical. It does, and then people use different language to describe this. They're like, synchronicities are happening, or um, unusual coincidences. You know, I've studied a little NLP myself. I'm familiar with the reticular activating system a little bit. Um, yep. we, we have a governor on our ability to digest the amount of information being thrown at us, right? And yeah. so, if you get to the point where you can laser scalpel (laughs) perfectly choose the kind of information that you're putting into the machine it's pretty powerful Um, it's epic power it can also be crazy manipulative obviously that's what yellow journalism is right Um, it's this dark psychology you guys have a you guys have like a a bend towards aesthetics, right? You try not to just, like, make gardens. Like, they're... I, I haven't heard you talk much about that. I would love to know about the aesthetics and, like, so how... What we visualize when we're gonna... Like, what does it look like? So, I love it. I just did a video this morning. I was riding, bike at
0: home from the gym, and I was doing a video showing the landscaping in our HOA. And, if, and it's standard HOA landscaping. It's all freaking insane, And, you know, nice looking, okay? That's the only function that this landscape provides. You can have the exact same resources or input, and you can make a plant plants that have multi-function. In other words, they can provide food and medicine and habitat for other animals and beauty. So they can be just as or more beautiful, but also provide food everywhere. And in effect, the only thing we did is just turn our HOAs into functional edible landscapes instead of just ornamental landscapes. We would reverse mass extinction and deforestation and cancer and heart disease trends and diabetes around the world.
1: I mean, like, you know, Europeans think. I've I, I had the privilege of being an, an outdoor guide for almost a decade for a bunch of Europeans and about people from all over the world. The one thing, especially the British, always asked me why don't you have gardens? Why do you have these dumb yards? Why don't you have gardens? And I, I didn't have an answer. I was like, I don't know. That That is stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, because they, they all have them, and they supplement their diet that way.
0: Exactly. And it's not accidental stupid. This is a strategy that is very well spoken about by the slave masters. Henry Kissinger back 50 years ago said, If you want to control nations, control oil. If you want to control people, control food. And if you want to control the world, control the world's currency. And this strategy has led to them controlling the fiat currency around the world, which is based on the last several wars. Is because people didn't want their fiat currency controlling their populations, and they just took them out. But food is the ultimate, and that's why they're destroying
1: the food supply chain right now. You are the cryptocurrency of the food supply chain. Is that what you're trying to
0: say? hundred percent decentralized food but it's i love i love decentralized crypto as long as it's backed by something i feel really a lot better about it but my point is is decentralized food is the easiest most relevant most logical way in fact this idea of the garden of eden the seed that has been planted within all of our psychologies at the deepest level is not a utopic fantasy it's simply the next logical and loving step and it's simple
1: yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, what? I, what is kind of amazing is the amount of pressure that, that, that whatever you want to call the masters is able to exert on the population at this point. Like, it's kind of impressive, you know. And so breaking old habits, just getting someone... You know, I, I feel this way all the time because as you go through different stations in life, you'll encounter these times when you either are afraid or don't want to do something or it's completely brand new. And we're taught to think that we should be afraid of it, right? Because it's different. Exactly. That's, an, that's what an outlier is. And I was, you know, again, the other day I'm listening to this speech by Arnold Schwarzenegger and he's like, you know, you have to ignore the naysayers. Because your, your neighbors don't want to be uncomfortable with you, you know, in your underwear and, you know, cowhide robe, watering your garden, uh, otherwise naked and beautiful in the sun. You know what I mean? While you drink some fresh juice or munch on some of the greens right there. They don't want to have to think about that.
0: Exactly.
1: That's too free for them right now.
0: It it sure is. I mean, gardening is literally the ultimate act of revolution without bloodshed. It's just simply taking our energy and putting it towards (laughs) self-reliance.
1: This is the most modern form of protest. And it's gardening.
0: And, and I do want to say for those people who don't want to get their hands dirty, that perennial edible landscapes is very different than annual gardening that they're thinking of, right? Perennial ed- edible landscapes. Per- okay, so annuals are plants that you plant once, and then you eat them, and then you have to replant, right? Um, tomatoes and cucumbers and all of that Good stuff, great stuff, which you should be planting right now, especially because of the short-term food supply issues. Perennials are things that last two or more years. In fact, there's an olive tree in the Greek Isle of Crete that has been planted over
1: 2,000 years ago and is still producing olives. Dude, that so is fucking awesome. Less than a Can you get cuttings from that fucking tree? Could you imagine? Uh, yes. Yeah, that's, now that's a great idea. Do some air layering, some grafting. That would be awesome dude wow okay so um where do we start we're visualizing this uh I like the idea of if, if we could give like a hypothetical teeny tiny example uh for somebody who maybe doesn't have space uh, okay but, so for, but there's so many ways
0: to grow food like the can thank God for the cannabis industry because they have shown us how to grow in closets, how to grow in basements, how to grow indoors, right? So you don't, you, it's not only cannabis, right? Cannabis is an easy plant to grow, but also sweet potatoes, which is one of the best preparedness foods in the world. Microgreens take about the same amount of effort as brewing coffee, right? You got to, and, and they're, they're four to 40 times more nutrient dense than their adult counterparts, so kale and broccoli and I love the peas mixed with kale and broccoli for a salad. And as a microgreen, they taste fantastic. And they take about 30 seconds twice a day.
1: And so, like, if somebody's going to start with some one thing, like, or, or do you start people with multiple things? like, or, or what would you recommend if you're, like, a closet cultivator? Should you just try one plant?
0: Well, so the best thing to do in, in this day and age is get a designed food forest if you have any lawn or if you have a a spare room somewhere where you can turn it into a grow room it's easy you just need some good led lights if you have a window that's even better to add on to the led lights. and then you just get the good soil you get the boxes in there and you can be growing food in a week right um the best is the soil if you have a yard a lawn of any kind turn instead of taking care of of the most ridiculous crop. There's 4 to 40 to 50 million acres of lawn in the United States. <laughs> and it's the silliest thing to grow in the world because it's monochromatic. It doesn't provide color or food or really any benefit other than it's considered normal for us, right? That right. Is, the lawn is the foundation of our enslavement. When we turn, and, and don't get me wrong, I uh, I like some lawn, right? When it's
1: beautiful try- when anything's manicured perfectly.
0: Exactly. And if if we can just turn even 10%, but let's go for 50% of our lawn into food forest, we literally create abundance at a scale that's never been seen in humanity.
1: I mean, so like, what's the smallest plan you guys offer? What's I mean, like, do you guys have closet plans?
0: Yes. We have closet plans. We have uh, backyard food forest plants, and we've got a 100-acre food forest plans. Everything is
1: custom designed. Yeah, so let's talk about the scope of your company. Is this something that people can get online? Uh, they can download these plans. How does it work? Absolutely. So, um, it starts with
0: the design. We have currently a team of 15 food forest designers, and they're professional people that they've made a living, and they're making their living out of helping people grow food, because they know the why. And also, with our company, there's we're we're very, very openly against force and violence, which includes any kind of mandate, any kind of force, medicine made in a lab that isn't even really
1: medicine, and we don't have to go off on that, and we don't want to, but we can though. Right. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, I mean, this is this is an agenda that
0: has been in the works for at minimum hundreds of years, and it's very well documented. You know, Rothschilds, one of the first Rothschilds, 400 years ago, said, with his five kids, I'm going to put my kids all over the corners of the globe, and we are going to control the world's currency. And then 250 or so years later, I think it was Mayor Rothschild in England said, I care not which puppet sits on the throne of England as long as I control the currency. And now you've got the Rothschilds in the, it's just layers and layers and layers of the same families controlling the same Slaves. In fact, there's one quote that I absolutely love uh, because it's so relevant and right on. None are more hopelessly enslaved than those who falsely believe they are free. Geertes said that.
1: Yeah. Who said that?
0: Geertes. Uh, G-O-E-T-H. Um, yeah. Amazing. Geertes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Love it. Oh, my God. That's That one sticks right there. Just let it sit for a second. That's good. Yeah,
0: none of them are more hopelessly enslaved than those who fall. And, and, okay, so let's define that, okay? Because when I first heard that, I said, oh, fuck that. I'm not a slave. I can do anything I want. Okay, really? Can I work? Can I work and then keep what I earn? No, I cannot. I, by the threat of force and violence, have to give up some of the product of my labor. And what the slave masters learned a long time ago, that the slave who believes they are free is more productive. And so they're going to be better off if they control the currency. And by the way, that labor tax is just one form of tax. The, the whole fiat currency system, inflation, is also a tax. So there's levels and levels of levels of theft that are coming from this you know, from the slaves To the parasites And to the slave masters And to break free from that There's only one way And that is self-reliance
1: That's it, man And people think self-reliance Isn't a concept that's so far away uh, But it's not It's I, I went from living on The streets of Los Angeles Homeless uh, To a micro estate cabin in the mountains behind La Cañada within a six month calendar period. And back then I didn't believe in manifesting so much like I did, but I was sort of afraid. I thought it was fringe. I thought it was pagan or whatever. The all the labels that were taught, you know, to, I mean, cause it really is a battle of the words now, isn't it? I mean, the the battlefield has moved into the mind. And <laughs> that quote you said earlier was so good, I want to give, give I'm going to pass one on here too, And I heard it from Joe Rogan of all people, and uh, it fits perfectly. You're going to love this yeah, and he he couldn't remember the source. You seem like the person who might know the source. okay, here's a quote "It's better to be a warrior in a garden." Than a gardener in a war. Wow. That sounds like Sun Tzu or something. Maybe. Right. Lao Tzu, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe.
0: Lao Tzu,
1: yeah, yeah. I don't know, if that's how you say it, but uh yeah. and by the way, if you haven't heard that recent podcast I'm I'm sorry to be tangential, but I like throwing pieces of like acknowledging pieces of the web, right? That we're all yeah. being held by. Um if you haven't heard the Joe Rogan Podcast. I'm not getting paid to promote this or anything. Uh, it's very important that people listen to it because it ties right in with this self-reliance picture and it's about that, um, I think her name's Yeomi Park and she's the North Korean refugee. Have you heard about this? I did. Epic. She... You, listen, you listen to that show?
0: I, I listened to her before she was on
1: that show. God, she oh. is... I've never heard such horror. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And... What was most terrifying was to hear her talk about the state of our country now.
0: Yep.
1: And I don't want to be like Mr. Doomsayer. This isn't Alex Jones. But, that you know, you do leave that podcast. I mean, if you listen to... The, I haven't heard her speak before, but the on the Joe Rogan one, you leave that feeling different. Like, your life changes, you know? Yep.
0: For sure. And, and what I am so excited to bring to freaking humanity yeah. is we're standing on the shoulders of giants. I mean, Phil Mullison, Jeff Law, David Holmgren, all these, and and thousands more, right? They've already proven everything I'm saying to be true. It's not a question of whether or not it's true. It's a question of whether or not we're going to fucking do it. And guess what? We are. In fact, a little bit of a history. We launched um, on on Earth Day, which was like April 21st, so less than four months. And we are not 35 states we got, and here's some synchronicity that just when I think about it, it just makes me, it doesn't even surprise me anymore because I'm open to it all. So, my favorite TV show of all time, the producers of that show reached out to me about two months ago and said, Jim, we want to bill you as the next Steve Irwin. Right? And, for, but for, yes. food, right? Yeah. And I'm like, damn, I love that. Let's do it. And then, um, a movie star from my favorite Series of all time reaches out to me, and I don't want to say his name quite yet because we're gonna do a reveal here. Awesome. And he said, uh, actually, I got connected, went to his house. He wants a food forest, and he's into this kind of thing. So we're putting together this TV pilot, which is um, being shot. The contracts were signed like two days ago. We're going in September, and we're gonna we're gonna install a, a food forest at this movie star's house. And he's so into it, and it's going to blow people's minds. so think about the the statistical significance. My favorite producer, like the favorite TV show and then one of the favorite actors of all of them, they restock to me it's just magic everywhere.
1: I have an almost identical story in terms of manifest in terms of manifesting that was equally as unlikely, and it has to do with the te- film and television world and I, I think. I'll tell you it real quickly but i think uh it's because that realm is the realm of manifesting yes. and it is i don't know we don't even have a very good language architecture you know architecture to talk about energy yet you know and that's not a mistake that's very 1984 you know keep the language simple um mine was i was working on a zip line in hawaii and uh, I, was, I was managing this zip line the zipline in the tiniest town in northern Hawaii. Um, and I was kind of trying to figure out what was next. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was talking to my buddy a lot about getting back into television. And my brother, the next day, goes, Hey, man, you got to see this new TV show. It's so crazy. It's called... And, you know, we. My family's from the south and, and Hawaii. So I have a very weird, diverse lineage. But a lot of my family's from the South. And so he's like, You gotta check out this TV show. The craziest shit I've ever heard. Let me check it out. Well, about a week and a half after I saw that show, and I was still mauling about how I could get back in the television industry, and I can't even actually technically tell this story, really. I have to keep it brief. A lot of NDAs. But uh very serious, scary NDAs. Uh the writer, producer, and, and uh, you know, EP of that show walk in to scout our zipline. I was like, holy shit, I was just talking about you guys. And it gets even crazier. They're like, oh, we can't use the zipline. It won't work. Uh, it's just too, too, too logistically impossible. Uh, but do you guys know anybody who are PAs? Because we need a couple of PAs for this big shoot this weekend. And my buddy had done a bunch of videos for the Giants. And so he was already in the industry in lighting. And I had been in a little bit. And, I was, and we were both like, oh, we're PAs. Uh, you know, because you're always looking for extra money in Hawaii. So I worked yeah. as on that show as a PA for five days. And when they leave, they are so impressed by it. They were like, I was like, hey, just keep my name in the hat. And they ended up offering me a producer position on the show. And so I end up flying. Within two months of wow. seeing the first show. Uh it might have been a little more than that. Two beep to spend eight months with a beep. Wow. All from an idea that got stuck in my head before I really knew what manifesting even was. I was just I just happened to like intensely fondle this idea. Wow. You know? Yeah. And that I've been in the television industry ever since. <laughs> so <laughs>
0: It's
1: just aligning with source well, everyone's already doing it, Jim. Yeah. They just don't know what they're aligned with. They haven't taken the time to figure it out and question it, look at it and be like, Oh shit, And actually, I've had that epiphany, you know sometimes it's you know it happens at crescendo moments in your life, but it's always uncomfortable, you know it's horrifying almost, but then it's so freeing. Because you're like, oh, but th- but if I now it's now it's over now that part's over. Now I'm in this new part, and I'm gonna create it consciously, you know, and that means it can act, it can actually be anything.
0: Yeah, it, it, anything. This idea, if you can conceive it and believe it, you can achieve it. That's the freaking real deal. Like I don't think we're able, you know, with a with a conscious mind to conceive and believe anything that we can't achieve. I think that Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, and all these greats who have always said the same thing, I think they were right.
1: I mean, we know they were.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and now it's coming from the top neurosurgeons in the country.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Dr. Joe Dispenza and so,
1: so I love Joe. I love you know Heart Math Institute. I've dabbled with. I love that idea. Heart rate. He I mean he's basically the champion of heart rate variability being like within the cultural lexicon at all. Yeah. You know. So, man, you're you're definitely completely congruent with the source, man. And so, can I ask you about like your being okay. able to ignore the naysayers is hard before you start succeeding, right? Bef- because you, you kind of feel crazy and then what and then once you're successful, any almost anything you did to get there is kind of forgiven. I mean if it's, you know, reasonable. Uh and and yeah. but if you're not successful it, people are like, Oh, that's a mental <laughs> mental that could be a mental illness, you know? Yeah. A prime example is podcasting because before your po show gets acknowledged, you're just talking to the air, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how do you differentiate oh. between what's like a a valid course of action. How tenacious so, are we supposed to be before we're like, uh, "I need to redesign this."
0: It's it's a daily experience. It's a, not a daily. It's a second by yes. second, present by present experience of either being with it or out of it. And this idea, and I love this little tweak on the thought process. So you you were right. It it's not normal to ignore the naysayers but it's harder to listen to them right like and some people say it's hard to eat healthy I say it's a lot harder not to some people say it's hard to get up on time I say it's harder not to it's hard to get motivated it's harder not to right so it's a second by second experience of deep breath and breathing is by far for me the the tool I use breathing and meditation every day Oh, in fact, I've learned you. This is kind of funny, but I sit. My daughter goes to school, and I sit in her room. I've got another daughter too, and she, you know, she's very busy. So I try to hide it when I'm, especially when I'm busy. So I sit in my other daughter's room, and on on her bed, and I meditate, and I just wait for the phone to ring, or I wait for an inspired idea to hit me. I pick up the phone, I make the call, or I answer the call and that's how I now do my business. I schedule almost nothing. I'll schedule podcasts and I'll schedule certain things because they really need to be scheduled, right? But for the most part, I just am free as, I'm completely free to just run around and do whatever I want, what I want, and get on the phone all day, but it's joy for me. So it's it's not this feeling of having a scheduled monotonous day. It's being in the moment Constantly, where I produce the best results. So, what
1: do you? I love. I love this. What do you call? Because I do the exact same thing. I mean, I have. I have. You know, we. I'm sure you have lists of goals that you want to achieve on a grand scale. But like, the, this is something I heard from Doctor Joe the very first time. Dispensa. Uh, we don't have to give up our dreams. We just have to give up the way that they're actually going to. We th- the way that we think they're going to manifest. Yeah. Because it, because it won't be that. You know, it will be something you're co- not expecting at all, completely counterintuitively. What do you think it is that we have to tune into? Because the way I like to articulate it is there's a divine energy and then there's a chaotic energy. One takes apart and the other puts together. You know, it seems obvious to be able to tell the difference, but oftentimes we can't. What do you call that force that you're looking for? And how do you articulate it? Okay, I love that. This is so profound and I'm, I've
0: never had this asked before and I'm so glad you did because my direct connection is vibration and the, the buzzing. Do you hear when you start, when you allow your mind to go kind of to peace? Do you hear that buzz? Do you feel that vibration?
1: Fuck yeah. Oh, I know exactly where I I've been mean, yeah. Yes.
0: That's the gateway. Yeah. That's 100% my gateway. Is whenever I am feeling anything other than wonderful Take a few deep breaths, and I feel the vibration, and
1: then I sit with that, and then magic happens. Dude, I love it. It's funny because we all end up. I think if you go through the path that a lot of us have have the, had the privilege to go down, where we we get to one stage in life and we are in a new station, and we realize it may not have been what we thought it might have been, and then we start trying to take more control over ourselves, and we start seeking this because you recognize that like your decisions are either contributing. Or meaningless or constructive. And you need most of them to be constructive if you're going to move ahead. But like you also have to make that become, you know, um, unconsciously competent. Like you have to be all the way in, right? So we each find our own methodologies. And mine has been so, like, I I think I mentioned this to you on the phone earlier. I create electronic music uh, DJ sets with like little uh, psychological samples and anchors in them uh positive you know motivating awakening all kinds and it's for use running trail running so you put some headphones in you listen to stuff it helps you get into the flow state quicker but then i realized well like why am i why am i trying to get to the flow state every time and when i really examined what was happening it was because i was addicted to the answers to the questions i was getting when I hit that peak state and my mind was just there and I was observing. And it was happening so fast that it really forces you into an intense kind of observing, you know? Yes. And that's what that's we're talking cool. about, is an intensity of observation, right?
0: Yeah, It's just flowing with, you know, uh, this, this flow. It's like, it literally is so freeing to not Drive and not effort and not force and not push but just sit and when the inspired idea comes then take action yeah. and, and my goal is to be a major catalyst for a shift a transformation from an unsustainable path which is the same as death by the way I mean all unsustainable systems fail it's death to a sustainable regenerative and abundant path and it's happening at the speed of
1: consciousness. It's just beautiful. Man, it's pretty epic. You know, I'm I'm super grateful we got to have this talk. I love this stuff. It's rare. That's another thing, too, is... I mean, how do you think most people fill up their days psychologically? What do you think 90% of their thought is? I mean...
0: Programs. Yeah. The same thought
1: they had yesterday. I mean in this time right now when it's so challenging to talk to people how you know what angle do we bring this to people if you want to share it i mean a lot of it is tied to well just the idea that we need to become uh more self-reliant
0: this is the question i've been asking myself for 14 years it's dialing in and i realized that it's I didn't have... Really, all I had to do was just start meditating a lot more and just listen to Abraham Hicks and Joe and Alan Watts and all these wonderful teachers. And then I just slowed my mind down because I knew what I wanted, but I didn't know how to express it in terms of physical action until I just slowed the hell down to the speed of consciousness. I I had the great opportunity to have breakfast and then several events and be on stage with Dr. David Martin. Not too long ago, about a month awesome. and a half or so ago. And that freaking guy blew my mind with his understanding of the history of words and the enslavement of our minds and our, and our humanity. And yet, and then my piece of the puzzle is, okay, that's awesome. And it's 100% logical and true in my belief. So now what's the solution to that? So I've been asking that question. And what I've come to is the clues in the words, right? it's like we're playing an epic video game, and it's, yeah. time is speeding up, it's getting close to the end, and it's all, now we just have to make the right decisions before it. we get to make the right decisions. And then we win, and what do we win? We win joy, abundance, we win the Garden of Eden, right? And so I the words faith, and courage, and inspiration, and enthusiasm, and all these words, because we have to have a foundation to get out of the fear, to rise above the shame, and all of these tools that the mainstream media propaganda is putting on society. And we have to rise above that and feel faith first. And the willingness to see past the illusion and see through the confusion that this is World War III, but let's not be scared about it. Let's take action. And what is the action? Faith, courage, inspired action is is the way forward.
1: That's great. Yeah, inspired action. You, you, I think uh, Tim Ferriss refers to it as your Harajuku moment in one of his books, like that moment where it you simply get pushed too far in your own acceptance of your your mediocrity, and you're you're finally inspired. I, I this is the question I really wanted to ask, like, how do you know? When you're supposed to, uh, how do you know when someone is ready to be pushed, like spiritually or psychologically, that when they're around you and you're like, I want to, you know, you just happen to be farther down the line, maybe, and you want to encourage, but like, there's so much hubris in that, right? Like, how do we avoid? How 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 do we I, know?
0: I, yes, every single day, multiple times a day. Um, I experience what you're talking about, and the answer for me is, first of all, I have no ability or do I desire to control their thinking, but I like to plant seeds, constantly yeah. joyfully joyful yeah. planting seeds, and we can't, we, you know, we can nourish those seeds over time, add little bits of manure and, and good stuff to those <laughs> yeah. seeds, right? Manure might...
1: I love it though. I love it because that is the truth: is you have to turn whatever you're given into your boon. Yes. Yeah. You know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger talks about this constantly. He's obviously a great influence of mine. He's like, at one point, they, all the casting agents were like, "No, we would, we would never put a person with your damn mouth accent in a movie. Like, get out of here." You know. And then you have directors like James yeah. Cameron saying things like, Well, if we didn't have Arnold, we would have to make one exactly like him. Like that voice helped him sound more robotic, like it worked better. Yeah. And all of a sudden nothing had changed. Right? Except the energy yeah. cruising through that made people feel certain ways. It's just Yeah, man, this is that's that's,
0: that's, it. It, that's the James Cameron, that permaculture is turned the problem into the solution. And stack functions. And that's, that's it. just absolutely beautiful. Like the people in Africa who are trying to sell shoes, and they're like, nobody's wearing shoes. And then somebody said, well, that's a great opportunity. Now, I disagree with the whole intention of putting rubber between your, your body and the earth, but my point is, there's opportunity <laughs> everywhere right now. In fact, we're just, we're expanding so fast because so many people are saying, I'm leaving my job because now they're going to force me to take this experimental medicine that killed all the ferrets and that killed all the shit, and that has, unless you listen to the mainstream media very oof a of facts, right? So, but the opportunity then is to, okay, that's the problem. What's the solution? And we have
1: it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, this is good. How do you parse your hard drive? I mean, like, how much time a day do you allow yourself to think about, you know, the deep, dark conspiracies? Like, the fact that my, my best friend got the Pfizer vaccine and a couple weeks later... Just got over COVID. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> yeah, isn't that insane?
1: How, yeah. Um, so, how do you parse so your hard drive? I, I, so,
0: so, I went so far down the rabbit hole when I first took the red pill fourteen years ago, and this guy told me Jim 9/11 was an inside job, and I said, oh, you're fucking crazy." And he said, and they said, "No, go look at." And I said, "There's no way it could. There could be that many people involved in something so massive." because I didn't understand compartmentalization. I didn't yes. understand how they raise people up in rank by making sure that those are the people that listen to authority, right? I didn't understand any of that. So I just said, you're crazy. until I went and watched the shows like, guys, I, and I instantly knew that was true, and the whole world made more sense to me at that point. So I still watch a, more than maybe I even need to affect. I check myself. I say, how do I feel when I'm watching this, right? I don't ever watch videos that have come out about the child stuff. I understand it. I don't need to watch it. I don't want to put it in my head. Yeah, I've got four daughters, right? Totally. So even just talking about it makes me feel a different energy. Right. So I take a few breaths, and I go, wait a minute. We're more than these physical bodies. This is just a temporary experience. We are spirit. We are God having a human experience so and then then i go oh thank god and then i feel better and then i go on right so i that take quite a bit of attention to what's going on because it's kind of relevant to the conversations i'm having
1: yeah i mean it, that that is it right it's like a it's like a feeling and an energy shift and all this stuff is is your intuition i i think a lot of people would identify with that word maybe but yeah most people don't yeah. know it anymore um. Yeah, so what kind of? I mean, like, you you say that you meditate. Do you do any yoga? Like, what what are the methodologies that you use? And I don't mean to pry or, or be too private here. Yeah,
0: don't you ask me anything. This is the whole fun thing about being in spirit, inspired, is to just flow with it. So, um, I I don't like like. This is all I'll do stretching for like three, four minutes a day, twice a day. Um, a lot of breathing and a lot of just sitting.
1: Do you exercise?
0: And, uh, oh, I I'm crazy about tennis. Okay. I enjoy it, right? Um, I used to be a cross country runner to get in shape for wrestling. I was a national champion in college wrestling, so it was a big deal back. I am in the best life, um, and I i I eat really consciously, and this is the shift, probably one of the most profound shifts i had I did a three day water fast three weeks ago. It changed my life and it it will never end. I don't eat anything on Mondays. I just drink a shitload of water and I'll still eat pizza. I'll still have chips once in a while. I go not eat poisonous foods, and they don't um, and I try I stay away for the most part from trip. <laughs> But that that fasting is just
1: wow. So tell, I mean, what did it, what what actually changed? I mean, like were, we're was the beginning. I've I've done something similar on Outward Bound when I was younger. I did a four day fast, and uh, it was also extremely difficult for me. Um, how was it? How difficult was it for you on a one to ten? Ten being it was, I quit. It,
0: I yeah, it was probably a
1: seven or eight. So it, yeah, it
0: was yeah challenging. uncomfortable as hell. Day 2 And day 3 So I played tennis too For 4 hours each morning It was a, I started on Friday
1: Oh my god That is part. so ballsy
0: so, no, The funny part is I have been talking In my head <laughs> And sometimes out loud About doing this for At least 10 years Maybe 15 But I I said yeah I'll do that I'm going like, to Oh for sure I'm going to do that Right And then I listened to this Indian doctor Talk about the science of it And from his perspective And I decided at that moment that I'm not going to eat anything for three days. I'm just going to drink a lot of water, right? And so I didn't have to think about it anymore. I just did it. And the next morning, I played tennis for four hours. The morning after that, tennis for four hours. And I never played tennis better in my life the second morning. So I had not eaten for 48 hours, and I absolutely crushed it. The rest of the day was fantastic. The next day, I ate very light the fourth day. And now I'm back to where I don't eat anything until 10 a.m. or later, and I, I work on stopping at 7 or 8. And I'm going to get that down, where I'm probably only eating one or two meals a day, like one meal a day eventually. Um, it's just, I'm just letting it slow right
1: now. So I have to be completely honest with you. I have been on one meal a day for about three years now. And it is extremely. I'm ex, I'm pretty inconsistent with it because it's challenging within our society. When people, you know, if you're if you're going to, whatever meetings, hang out with people, uh, a lot of times it involves yeah. food, and you're like, well, yep. and that's hard. But that's it's just like meditating because everything is the same. I mean, it's that whole book, um, The War of Art, Stephen Pressfield. You know, the artist's battle and is the same battle as everyone's battle. It's that from moment to moment, it's always a battle! Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: It's always a fight. Oh, that's great,
0: man. It, 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 yes. And, and I, like I said, I love the words, right? It, it, and just sit back and feel the vibration and just enjoy the process. Yes. To be in joy, right? The battle well,
1: can be, you know, shirtless in the sun with your plants right
0: yeah yeah that's winning right there that's i mean that's fucking <laughs> that's it yeah Damn. Yep. it's a present by present experience it's just the present that's all there is and are we here or not right
1: yeah and you know i i do think it is important to dip in and find out what is truly going on i can understand to go back to what you said about like the the pedo stuff in our country. I have a, a two year old son, and it's, you know, one of the things I noticed when I was trying to figure out how I was going to divide up my psychological time was that when I wasn't doing that stuff, I started getting a lot more intrusive thoughts. Yeah. Where you're thinking about, you know, you're in front of your son, you're hanging out playing, you're supposed to be in that vibrational sun energy, you know, feeling the universe. And instead, I'm like, well, what if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? Can you speak to that? Did you have that as a dad? I mean, I'm sure you do, but
0: yeah. I, I and every once in a while, those thoughts can creep in. In fact, I don't really remember them recently, but they used to. You know, where did you, I would did
1: you go through a, a phase worried. where you were like concerned about it? Because that's what I I'm out of it now, but like I yeah. was, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Oh,
0: totally. Yeah, I went through that phase. Yeah. Um. Especially when I first. In fact, that was the phase that had me kind of in my worst two years of my life when everything was falling apart in 2008 i had made like 20 million dollars in the mortgage industry and in real estate from scratch and it was just all going bye-bye and i was living in costa rica my my fiance and i were separating i had two daughters it was just fucking hell right yes and 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 i was worried about them and all this crazy shit and and then okay so I'm, i'm going through that time in life and everything is collapsing and then I read, I was into permaculture, and I had also learned that we're destroying our world and we're going to not have a world in the next two generations if we keep going. And I didn't see the solution. Then I read Bill Mollison's quote, though so the problems of our world are increasingly complex, yes, the solutions remain embarrassingly simple. That is... And I started yeah. sobbing. It hit. And then from there on, I've been on an upward path. It's been beautiful.
1: Have you ever... Um... Have you ever used any like psychedelics or done any shamanic journeying, anything like that?
0: Absolutely. Oh, I'm a huge fan. That's why this shit's illegal. This, this, that's why this magic is illegal. Yeah. I've had uh, like seven ayahuasca ceremonies with shamans. I've had my, my daughter. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. My daughter's outside the door, and there's this music playing. <laughs> you, <buddy>. That's great. <laughs> She's playing her little thing. Anyway, um, I'm a huge huge fan that's why this stuff is illegal because it freaking works.
1: Yeah. And I you know, I've had I I and and just as a disclaimer, I've had both roads, you know, in the past with people who weren't ready for that experience and it's it you know, I'm not recommending this to anybody near the gym, but uh right. True. but this you know, there it absolutely is appropriate if you make it to that station and that station's you know, for me it was I, I think I took mushrooms before I had ever smoked pot or gotten. I think I'd been drunk a few times, and I took what McKenna would call like a heroic dose because I was with a girlfriend and I didn't know any better. <laughs> and and I I had I had the quintessential speaking to trees one block away from the house, completely lost, like deep, like fairies coming out of the ground, like the trip you wish you had once you learn to ride the roller coaster, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: But by the time you learn to ride the roller coaster, those things that teach you so much because they're terrifying aren't as terrifying anymore, and so they don't you know, maybe they're not supposed to teach you anymore. It changes, it's so dynamic, but it's always similar. I've had a lot of psychedelic experience and it isn't for everyone, but if it is, it is certainly profound. And Yeah. And I'm a
0: fan of guided, I'm a fan of having a professional there. Um especially if it's your first time or for, for ayahuasca the the guided ones with the shamans and these professionals have been absolutely profound
1: for my family and I for my wife and I can I tell you something funny My, I mean that's disciplic succession again right uh my guide was a twenty something uh this is just one experience I had this this twenty something girlfriend of mine took me to a rave in um New Orleans at the Palace Theater, I think it's gone now, or maybe if just closed. This was in the 90s. And I was on MDMA, and I didn't know that these experiences were spiritual experiences at the time. You right. know. But they became so profound in my experiencing them that it taught me spirituality. You know? Yeah. And that's the weird thing about spirituality, is you don't know when you're being you don't know what's being taught to you unless you're paying really close attention. Yeah. And then it's that vibration we've been talking about this whole time starts to change and you're like, oh my God, something's happening here. Something something inside. Yeah. Yes. And I'm an interesting guy because I do like to indulge the dark side a lot uh, because I do believe that, you know, we do need to know our shadow selves. But it's also important to be aware that you can get stuck there and it become it can become intoxicating just like everything can become intoxicating but this this experience in this at this rave we i didn't even, we sat on the balcony and she explained to me what was happening uh because i didn't really understand electronic music and i didn't understand that it was just a computer version of classical music and i didn't even understand classical music but the removal of the ego that that drug is you know able to give you it, it makes you realize that it's just an articulation of the dance of the human spirit in yeah. the in the energy world and we have an electronic music that can emulate it. And if you turn off your judgment of it and just kind of start following it, it takes, I don't know if you can, I don't know if you can learn it without the drugs. I had my first experience with them. And so it, electronic music has become so impactful in my life because of its ability to control my state as a priming device. Uh, I, I do believe that anybody can get to that spot. Because I got to it with yoga through breath work, you know, just tripping just as hard. So I know it's possible through all the medium.
2: Yep. You know. I I love that. So you've done some
0: holotropic and some deep breathing where you, you had massive amount of I I've done many of those where I one time I was even in a we had to take the ice off of a pool and I was able to breathe in a pool where you're supposed to dial like within fifteen minutes for an hour.
1: Was that with Not was that before. like Wim Hof Wim Hof stuff?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Beautiful, yeah. I mean, it's so funny, man. Jim, I've never met you. I don't know. I didn't know you existed until I heard you on, you know, Tinfoil Hat podcast. And and it's not a coincidence that we're you all these uh, spider webs that we're each connecting ourselves to as as positive energy fields around us to help support us in this positive quest. They're all similar. Yeah, it's not coincidental. Right. You know,
0: it's a cooperative incident.
1: Ooh, talk about that. Explain that.
0: Oh, instead of a coincidence, which we all dismiss as being random and not meaningful, it's a cooperative incident, right? Yes.
1: <laughs> Can you break down so, some of your favorite words?
0: Um, yeah. Uh, I love, yes, yeah, uh, inspired, we talked about, and, and enthusiastic, and enthusiastic, right? And this cooperative, uh, this idea that the universe is constantly aligning to bring us, what we, it, the law of attraction is my, is the most powerful law in the universe, right? We absolutely attract, and it's very logical too. When you have a thought, the odds are the next thought is going to be part of that string of thoughts. So you can go down a path where you intentionally direct your thoughts towards, excuse me, whatever your goals are, but most people don't have that have happens cultivated they have everybody has the ability to start right now and start directing your thoughts and there are tools that you can use like making lists of wonderful things in your life things that you're thankful for and loving for and making lists of visions and thoughts and ideas and memories that are wonderful all of it is to raise the vibration and start you on a path towards that you know raised vibration joy um most profound thing I've I've ever done and and Abraham Hicks, by the way, is my favorite teacher. I've listened to Eckhart Tolle for thousands of hours and Abraham and all these, and they're all my favorites but really my favorite nowadays is is, is this woman um, who speaks to crowds and
1: she's called Abraham Hicks on thousands of YouTube videos. Abraham Hicks?
0: Yeah, H-I-C-K-S Nice. It's a a woman who is channeling and it's the real deal. I've listened to her and she's, she's always just blows my mind with her, just the and her directness and she's, yeah, she's
1: channeling source. She's literally speaking from source. You know, one of the main reasons I started this podcast, Jim, was to, if I died, I wanted something. I didn't really care in the beginning what it was, but I wanted my son to at least have something, even if it was just a novelty. Look how crazy your dad is. Um kind of encyclopedia and then as i got more serious with it and you can still tell i'm making this transition because sometimes i enjoy the novelty but it's just a collection of good ideas right and this one's really important you know the idea that it's what you're consuming And it, you're consuming his ideas and they come from somewhere. So I want to ask you on that same note Do you believe that ideas come from like the next? Okay, so this is kind of deep, but we can, and we can, you know, we've been on it for a long time and I know you have a lot of stuff to do, so I don't want to keep you too long, but I do want to ask you some kind of deep, deeper questions. Yeah. Do you think that your imagination, and this is my pet theory and I don't think it's mine, but maybe you can tell me where it comes from do you think that your imagination is a kind of antenna that is connected to the creating world, like the thing that is um, not only pliable, but like where we go when we die maybe, when we don't have a c- corporeal body? We, this experience of
0: being in this gym, gym suit <laughs> yeah. and maverick suit, right, this is an infinitesimal fraction of the biggerness of what we are. And so, when we allow mind to just relax, and we feel the buzz, the vibration, and we get messages, ideas, imagination, right, that's where the magic comes from. It's, it's just, in fact, I think it was uh, uh, Bruce Lipton, who was a scientist and atheist, and he said there's no such thing as, you know, spirit or God or any of that, and he was doing some deep cellular work and trying to find out how the communication network works in the body and he was uncovering these cells and he was doing these tests and all of a sudden he had this realization that the message is not in the body the message is we're in like an antenna i think you used that word earlier yeah and it, it came from outside the body so there's something giving us information from outside of our body and so it all in alignment was in re- relevant to what you're saying it's just allowing ourselves to just be in joy and, and raise that vibration and the more we do the more they come and the more we can direct our place towards what we want
1: do you and I think I can guess the answer but like do you believe in reincarnation
0: absolutely why not I mean because I, I mean imagine that we're source and we're spirit and we're God and we're you know like let's play let's create a vehicle in which we can experience the the senses and we make up the senses right and let's let's and then let's create okay let's create 10,000 different types of edible fruits with different colors and yes. different smells yes and this is our playground this is our physical manifestation of spirit and we're on the leading edge of all of this and so yeah 100%
1: yeah, I mean, I wanted to ask this about earlier, or not ask this, but mention this because I had two conflicting thoughts when I was answering asking you a question earlier. The other one was, um, how did you discover, or or can you remember a time when you became intoxicated with like the idea that there were people who are really good at at just vocalizing this game, articulating it in such a way that it inspires you, and so like I, you know, it sounds like you have your pet people that you listen to talk for me it was like Earl Nightingale in the early early times and then it became even Tim Ferriss you know the people because he was such an aggregator and uh, you know Tony Robbins I mean did a lot for me Um, there are these people who are able to focus this energy better than we are right how did you learn to differentiate because I, I unfortunately I've dated girls this is just one experience actually in my entire life. I happen to know someone who has one of these, you know, sort of like mentors, but you're not actually in physical contact with them, but like you follow them, you listen to them, you agree with their ideals. And it might be a schizophrenic who says they're a space alien. Because uh, that's what it comes across as to me. So, how do we differentiate for our mentors?
0: How does it make you feel? you know, that's the thing.
1: But what about for her? Because that makes her feel great.
0: Yeah, I I can't speak for her. I can only speak for me. And, And to understand how somebody feels inside is a complete guess. They can say one thing. And usually you can tell by how they look and how they're standing and how they're breathing. You know, almost always. But I just know for me is when I'm feeling aligned and high vibration then I want to serve. I want to do good things because that makes me feel even better.
1: Man. Yeah, I mean, that is that is the reward. We may not be entitled to it, but it's still... It's all abundance, right? It's just a choice between abundance okay. and scarcity.
0: Oh, Yo, you nailed it, man. And, and with that, I'd like to share a little bit about if anybody wants to get involved in oh, yeah, idea please. of food forest abundance of creating self reliance and food everywhere transitioning you know 50 percent of of the lawns around the world into perennial edible landscapes that take less maintenance than a lawn and that will really change the world and demonstrably fact this is this is the way right um then we have created a, a model that can Gale. So I, when I was 30, I started a company. I was dead broke. I traveled around the world and got home, lived in my parents' basement. And so I wasn't broke like on the streets broke, which I'd love to hear that story. Because what you did there was just awesome to me. Um, but anyway, I, I wrote my goals. And within three and a half years or so, did $1.3 billion worth of closed mortgages. Made a lot of money. A lot of gold. Lived in the ocean for a year. And then I found Costa Rica. But say, this is a similar model where we create these food forest cooperatives around the world. And the cooperative is the person or group of people in a particular area that go into people's yards and they, they use our food forest blueprint. They install the food forest in the ground. You don't have to have a lot of experience. You just have to be willing to use a shovel and follow a blueprint. And you can install, install these food forests that will radically change the family's lives very much like landscaping as far as an actual business model. The profit margins are typically 40%. Our average deal, job is about a $10,000 job. And so it's very lucrative and beneficial. It's regenerative capitalism, and everybody wins.
1: So where can people go to, to find out more online if they want to go to a website?
0: Yep, you can go to our website, foodforestabundance.com. You can uh, email me directly at jimpgale at gmail dot The J I M P is in Patrick G A L E at gmail.com. and I love this stuff. So I love to chat with you about being involved in the solution to everything to freedom for humanity.
1: Listen, man i I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Um, you're you're I, I'm I consider myself to be a, a decent judge of character and it wouldn't matter what you were into just based on the values that you're aligned with but the fact that you're trying to contribute and give so much back it's only I mean the abundance is dripping off of you brother so uh, thank you for sharing it with us today because uh, thank you, man. I know you're going to inspire a lot of people and and if a clumsy guy like me can just begin to get more folks like you around the fire I think we are going to be doing okay. You're crushing it, man. I, I really appreciate everything about you, Maverick, and uh, I look forward to more good conversations. Me too, man. This is great. I would love to keep this up. All right. Well, thanks for being here, Jim. All right.
0: Love you guys. Love thanks, you. everybody, for listening.
1: Hang on for one second, Jim. Holy fucking balls. That was one of the best conversations I've ever fucking had. And... uh I was so high that I could, when I finished, I was like, I hope. (laughs) I hope that was good. Jim's amazing. We're so fucking blessed to have people like this, you know. And that's a dude who went into the world of commerce and came out a winner. And, you know, because the game likes to reset (coughs) you, he was forced to go back in. And he didn't pick the easy way to get to money. Anybody can go make money. You know? You start by washing dishes and have some tenacity. Next thing you know, you'll be owning that restaurant. That's how it works. But this guy, now, he's back in the game, crushing it. I I do believe these are fucking answers for our society. So I am super grateful to have had Jim on here. We'll have him back, you know, to see what he's learned and to catch up with him. But man, thank you so much, Jim. And thank you to Sam Tripoli for letting me poach that guest. And Universe. Thank you for allowing this pod for FER. Thanks for allowing this podcast to grow. We're in the thousands of listeners now. I really don't care about the numbers if I continue to create content like this because if I disappear and I can get this shit to stick around, maybe people will know that my contribution wasn't all fucking meaningless. It feels good to contribute. I don't know why this quote just came into my head, but there's a Tupac line. Even though I had to sell rocks, it still feels good putting money in your mailbox. So I'm going to move on to the electronic music with this, with this idea. It doesn't matter if you start a garden today. What matters is that you take some kind of action in your life. Go check out Jim's website. Go measure the room that you're considering growing stuff in. Find a budget for your supplies. If you don't have a ton of money right away, make a plan so that you can build that money up and create it. Crypto's going crazy. Pay a little attention to that, and you can be eating your own food. Something which dovetails perfectly with that idea is the music. So I'm going to stop talking. I really just wanted to say thank you. Fuck, man. Okay, so here's, here's a little bit. Here's a little taste. Now remember... This music is supposed to be intense, so if you haven't heard any of my electronic music mixes before, this one's intense. It gets up there pretty quickly. Um, So go for a run, hit a rowing machine, do some push-ups, use this. It's only 20 minutes. The next episode's going to be a nice big mix that you can sink your teeth into so we can make those snowboarding turns and feel like you are a godling, experiencing everything the universe can give you. I want that for everyone. So here's a little taste. I love you so much. Maverick Matthews, pepper for your steak.
2: of our lifetime. We're doing nothing about it. Mm-hmm. It's a thing like, I have no problem when people going like at the candle store, putting like blood on them and like, New York, so all right. I remember when I was in South Korea. this is a on TV, there's a national concert to the celebrities and singing and crying. I thought like a big disaster happened, right? All <laughs> well, these people all emotional crying, and it was a fundraising for the, the dogs and puppies and and oh, No, no so. it was just a like their environment. How character like environment is hard for these animals. How is that clean? How they don't know how So. They cannot speak for themselves. They are There are people yeah. a lot of people cannot speak for themselves. Right now.